Modern Christian Dads, Season 2. We're about to explode. Just dudes talking news, sports, and God. What's up, guys? Welcome in to the Modern Christian Dads Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. We are dudes talking news, sports, and God. So thank you for listening to us. I do want to say thank you to all of our regular listeners. Uh, every time I go to upload, I see that we have this consistent base and group uh, that continues to listen. And wherever you are, I don't know, whatever country, city, state, thank you very much. So with that in mind, let's welcome in the boys to the Modern Christian Dads Podcast. Greg Walden, hey guys, introduce him going? first today. <laughs> He's got the God's Army hat on over there yes. today. We are on Facebook today, Facebook Live, so mm. you can see all of our beautiful faces once again. So you can check it out. Again, you can check it out on Facebook Live, Modern Christian Dads, yes. the podcast, or Grace Point Daily, which is our home church YouTube channel. We put all the uh, videos up there as well. So anyway, all right, next up is Mr. Kelly Stevens. Good afternoon. Uh, you know, we've got to stop for two, two things here regarding Kelly Stevens. Number one, Greg Walden and I were having a lunch today. You ever had one of those, those, those God moments, okay? So we go over to Joplin and we're at Freddy's, grab the burger, we sit down and we get ready to, to pray. Just, Lord, thank you for this burger, this food. And it was a total God moment. It's like all of a sudden out of the air comes one of your all time jams, favorite songs, right as we get ready to pray. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> yes. Girls just want to have fun. They just want to. Lord, thank they just want to for this food. They just want girls just. We were just I, waiting. I, I, I thought it's so nice of Jesus to yeah. give us that reminder of I, you, right? I really don't think that's a God moment. <laughs> we was waiting for Kelly right. to come storming through the door like, oh, yeah, start dancing, you know, like Kool-Aid man or something. So anyway, that reminded me of you, Kelly Stevens. Yeah, well, Number awesome. two, uh, you are a, a complex man, very yeah, complex. I am, yeah. Uh, and you're a man of many names. And so just recently you were crowned with a new name. A new name, yes. Leckley Sheppins. I'm hoping that I won't have that one in heaven. Okay. <laughs> so I was playing a little word scramble with my deacon's names the other day for a sermon point, illustration, if you will. Okay. And so I word scrambled Kelly's name to create a new New name for him, mm -hmm. which was Leckley Sheppins. Leckley Sheppins. <laughs> I like it. And yes. so I think it is yeah. going to stick. Kind of catchy. Yeah. Catchy. Uh, and you can use. It's kind of like your, you know, your your secret name. So like, you know, a couple weeks when we go to check into that hotel and be like, <laughs> shh, shh, shh. oh, sir, yes. What's the what's the name? Reservation is there. Sheppins, <laughs> luckily Sheppins, and people will be sending him lucky charms. <laughs> I generally, I generally use the uh, name of R. B. Maynard. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I mean, yeah. Uh, and hey, I was listening to you guys know I'm a big podcast junkie. I listened to this one pro wrestling podcast occasionally. Jr. Old Jr. Mm -hmm. Jim Ross, yeah. and he tells old stories. Uh, and this one had Arn Anderson on it. You remember Arn mm -hmm. Anderson from the Four Horsemen, Ric Flair, the yeah. Four. Yes. And Arn Anderson, he was saying in the interview, literally, he used to, he said, you can't do this legally anymore. But back in the day when restrictions weren't as tight, I mean, every, when he checked into an airport, Arn Anderson, when he cashed his check at the, cash his check at the bank, Arn Anderson, I mean, he, he literally said, that was my name wherever I went. Like, even when I got paid, the check said Arn Anderson. He said, they don't do that anymore. But he said, like, back in the day, that's how wrestlers were paid. It was like, you know. 
Wow. Wow. Mother I thought that was, that was a funny yeah. story. So, The Four Horsemen. Man, I haven't thought about that in a long yeah. time. In a while. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. Well, they're uh, a relative stable to the modern Christian dads, yep. Four Horsemen, Degeneration X. We're in that lineage we of are. great four foursomes yes stables the four if you fours. will so there you go kelly stevens leckley sheppins <laughs> yes. mr Thank taco you, bell what else is he greg walnut <laughs> the, the, the mayor of taco bell mayor of taco bell <laughs> i've been there once <laughs> for quite a while <laughs> and finally greg craywick yes he's Seriously? back <laughs> Hello. Well, he wasn't gone, but he, he took a little trip there. Tell us about the big road trip oh, there. It was nice. Go up and see uh, my mom and stepdad and brothers and sisters. Spend some time on the water up there fishing. The lake mm, of? Yeah. Hudson Lake, New Carlisle, Indiana. Lake. Yep. Yep. Nice place. About 500 acre lake. And it's a good deal. Every time I've asked Greg about this today, he's, he's very kind of like, he doesn't want to give information about it. So I feel like there's <laughs> yeah. something that happened. Uh, something. What happens in Indiana. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Anyway. As Are I'm you... getting a phone call on my iPad, if you're watching uh, <laughs> Facebook Live, why would it do that? Anyway, okay, we're going to continue on. We are dudes are talking news, sports, and no, we could actually. I guess we could yeah, do we that could now do that, that I see that. Yeah. Yeah. We could take calls. Okay. Um, I actually there. There's a little digress into a story in Utah. I was on a local cable television show for about two years called this week in the word and the first six months we it was basically like verse by verse like you know it was four pastors and uh, you could call in it was live mm -hmm. uh, but we kept getting weirdos calling in so we stopped that segment of the show <laughs> it was like it literally was yeah uh, once again today's caller likely Sheppins, with the question and it was always it was more like opinions than questions do you know what i'm saying those people it yeah. wasn't like a, a question it was like i'm gonna call and give my rant so we ended that that segment so yeah i'm not ever since then i've not been a big fan of random just took you calling. two years to shut that down huh yeah well what and that was not my show at the time anyway shout out to greg johnson but uh anyway it's it's, it's very similar to uh you know why it's that's the reason it has died in the life of the church hey let's uh anybody want to stand up and give a testimony that was a, a really dumb thing we did in the church for a while i think <laughs> sorry just my, my opinion well, while we were on our our uh, vacation my son learned the art of telling a fishing story what because all day we we were out on the boat fishing we weren't catching anything and our me and my stepdad were, you know, using the same bait. Our bait wasn't disappearing, but my son's bait kept disappearing. Mm -hmm. So the joke was he must have this fish following him around everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So later in the day, we decided to head back in and we docked the boat and everything. And my son is fishing off the pier, right? So he's all by himself. And all of a sudden you hear him start screaming. I got one. I got one. It's huge. It's the biggest <laughs> fish I've ever caught. Dad, come out here, Dad. And, and my mom's out there. She's like, Greg, come out here and help Aaron. He's got a big fish on the line. So I'm inside eating these massive donuts because I'm the donut lord. Donut lord. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm just kind of blowing it off because these donuts are amazing. Mm -hmm. And I put my donut down and my son is standing at the back door crying. He lost his fish. He got oh, it. Man. This is his story. Mm -hmm. It was the biggest <laughs> fish he's ever seen in his whole life. He got it on the pier. It came off the hook by itself and flopped mm -hmm. itself back in the water. 
and he was mad at me because that happened. <laughs> and he said, you're in here eating donuts, you fat <laughs> And I lost the biggest oh, fish I ever had. <laughs> yeah. so, is it true? I don't know. But he mm. was describing it with his hands. He's doing all this. It was like this big. I don't know. So, a Jonah-like story. A Jonah, maybe, yeah. It was very, I'm sure you probably got <laughs> well, some of those all, all fishing I can, stories. All I can tell you is if a fisherman is telling you a story... He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a fish story. I was, okay. I was out uh, fishing on Truman Lake with my uncle and my aunt. It was about 20-something years ago. So my, we're having no luck. Nobody's catching fish. But all of a sudden, my aunt starts catching fish. Mm. Well, my aunt's reading these romance books and stuff. So my uncle kept teasing her. He's like, stop reading those romance books. You're not going to catch any fish reading those, those girly books. And then she okay. starts catching the fish. And after a while, my uncle's like, give me that book. I'm so <laughs> ready. <you know? laughs> he needs to read about some Fabio. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't have my comments on there for a second. I opened them back up. Uh, t- Dr. Barlow giving a, sa- a shout out there. The Big Kel. I guess he's oh. also known as the Big Kel. Oh. Another name. The Big right. Kel. No, the Big Kel. When uh, I was a deputy, I was yeah. called a lot of names that we can't oh, talk I about bet. now. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, wow. So, uh, Rob Vaughn, shout out to Rob Vaughn, Christian Wrestling Federation, hey, says he has something special in store for the Modern Christian Dads at the CWF show. Oh. September 19th. Oh. I got something special for you, <laughs> Rob Vaughn. Call him out. Call yeah. him out. <laughs> yep. It's for the title. Yeah. That's right. I'm bringing the crew. I'm bringing the bill, the new hat, the team. I'm bringing all of it, the belt, yeah. gloves, whatever. Yeah. Kelly yeah. Stevens is bringing the super, suburban luchador mask. Yeah. You're bringing that, Kel. I'm bringing Big it. Kel. That's oh, your wrestling Kel. name. Big Kel, yes. Thanks, Dr. Barlow. Yeah. BK. BK. <laughs> Big Cal, we have a throw up in the first grade room again. <laughs> yes. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're dudes talking new sports and God. We're gonna we're gonna talk maybe a little more spiritually today, but let's get a couple stories out of the way. Mr. Greg Walden. Okay. Right. Um, well, you know when you go to court and testify and you know been to court. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. No, I've done, I've done that before. Yes, I was speeding. <laughs> Not me, but most of the people when they go to the to the courts, you know, courts recognize themselves. Well, this one man. Uh, Ohio man who had been legally dead since 1994 will remain so in the eyes of the law. Um, let me see here. Where we, uh, yeah. After losing his complaint to overturn his death filing, uh, Donald Miller testified Monday that he disappeared in 1986 after losing his job, leaving behind a wife, two children, and thousands of dollars of unpaid child support. That's uh, so interesting how that happened. <laughs> According to James Hammer, the attorney for Miller's ex-wife, Robin Miller, he was declared legally dead eight years later. Then Donald, Mil- Donald, uh, Donald Miller said he returned to Ohio around 2005 with no knowledge of his legal death and that he had hoped to reestablish his social security number. <laughs> A legal statute in Ohio prevents changes to death <laughs> rulings once three years have passed. Hammer told CNN and Judge Alan Davis ruled accordingly in Hancock County Probate Court. In over 40 years, I've never come across a case like this, the judge told CNN. In the end, though, because of the statute, it was pretty much an open and shut case. <laughs> so this man is going to still be legally dead, walking around. Wow. Okay. Can he vote? So, uh, uh, here's what I'm hearing. <laughs> this is what I'm hearing you say. <laughs> we need to fake Kelly Stevens's death, cash in on his life insurance policy, oh, then transition yeah. to Leckley Sheppins <laughs> yeah. for the rest yes. of his life. That's exactly right. <laughs> 
And if we, if we paint him green, we could be like he could be like the next next David Banner. <laughs> oh man! Well, I've got a funny story for Mister uh, Sheppens. We'll see if, <laughs> if he's ever had an encounter like this. Hmm. It says police in Kentucky said they conducted a traffic stop when they spotted something suspicious about the vehicle's license plate. It was homemade. Mm-hmm. The Millersburg <laughs> Police Department said officers stopped the vehicle September 2nd when they noticed the license plate, plate, which appeared genuine from a distance, but was missing a registration sticker. A closer look revealed the license plate was completely hand-drawn on a plate-sized piece of paper. Police said they also <laughs> determined the driver's license was suspended and the vehicle was not insured. Shocker. They're wow. a surprise. <laughs> so I was wondering if you've ever encountered a homemade license plate. Yeah, in this area, you will uh, you will run across uh, a group of people that uh, <laughs> do not uh, accept uh, mm. government law. Yeah. And, uh, Maybe the plates and, don't match yeah, the same. car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Because okay. yeah. there are some stories you can't tell. How, how about, yeah, a couple people. You got a story off the top of your head, like the dumbest people. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can't believe how dumb this person is. Oh, oh my. Um, <laughs> Where do I start? Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Um, I uh, uh, <laughs> got, got sent to a uh, house uh, on the uh, west side of the county uh, one time, and uh, they, the, the call was a domestic violence mm. uh, call. And when I <laughs> knocked on the door... Uh, this guy come to the, <laughs> to the door wearing nothing but a blue bra. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's all he had on. <laughs> okay. Girls just want to have fun. Just want to. Oh, man. Yeah, wow. That was just speechless, that was I'm sure. Yes, that was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had one time, former you know pizza delivery guy, I had one time I delivered pizza in, to a house and it was all dark and, you know, it, people do this when you order delivery at night it'd be preferable to your driver if you turn on the light you know Mm -hmm. then it's like pitch dark and sometimes you like then you knock on the door and they're like they turn them all on you're like (laughs) drop the pizza (laughs) and you know yeah they happened before but anyway i like it it's kind of dark and spooky and you're always kind of like because I have stories. I, I have a friend yeah. Yeah. that got shot in the face yeah. working right. in the same shift at right. the same yeah. pizza place. That happened in my life before. Uh, and anyway, I go up to the door. It's dark and, and door opens. And it was like a dude that had full on Joker, Batman Joker <laughs> paint on his face. <laughs> and he didn't do anything weird. He was just like Let's handing me the money. Blue bra. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> wow. So it was like, I just, hey, how's it going? Like, yeah. That's twenty dollars ninety five cents. Okay, see you later. You know, yeah. what do you do with that? You know, you're like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back, back yeah. when I was a service technician, I was not a fan of residential service work mm-hmm. because pe- some people just don't really care what how they look when you get there yeah. or what's laying around their house or anything. And it's just, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say that. Yeah. I guess that's one good thing. Pastor Rachel, let's throw her, her under the bus too, because she gives us a hard time. Like her whole show is just throwing each other under the bus yeah. and whatever, <laughs> whatever. whatever. Uh, she's mean. Yeah. She's one of those people like the whole house has to be perfect before anyone can come over. Oh yeah. You have a wife like that. 
That's Pastor Rachel. Like yeah. the whole house yeah, has to be. Too. And she's kind of like Jesus, New Testament with whip, you know, like, oh, she, you will make this house perfectly clean. <laughs> yes, mommy. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Next time I come over, I'm going to flip over your couch and see what's yes. on You <laughs> missed the spot. I'm confident if we had a maid coming to the house, Belinda would clean the house before the maid got there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly one thing. So, oh, yeah. hey, we're going to, I have a, some spiritual talk. Sounds Brother good. Kelly does. Let's thank our sponsor, Rooster Booster, Ooh. and the other one as well. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. Hi, my name is Jeremiah Johnson. I am the host of Grace Point Daily and the Modern Christian Dads podcast. But most importantly, I have the coolest job of being the lead pastor of Grace Point Assembly in Carthage, Missouri. Our church is about helping people discover a relationship with Christ and your purpose in Him, connecting other followers of Christ together in relationship and living out the mission of God. Why don't you join us for a service next time you're in this area? For more information, service times, and our address, go to gracepointag.org. We hope to see you soon. That's right. So if you would like to see the Modern Christian Dads live in person, you can come to our local church, Grace Point. Yeah, Sunday we morning, perform all the time. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys appreciate us a lot more than our local church does. They're like, you guys are just crazy, but they don't know. They don't know about us. They don't, they don't know about us. You know, Jesus, he couldn't do any miracles in Nazareth. Yeah, that's right. Amen. All right. Hey, I want to, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to give a verse here if you're watching online, but, um, just, I, I guess it's maybe something I think about a lot, but, uh, Acts chapter six, verse five, but we are at our local church where, getting ready to remodel our sanctuary and you know, the church costs money to do that and try to be good stewards of that. And so we're kind of asking the, the church to partner with us. And, and I really appreciate people who have done that. Rob Vaughn, you know, people outside of our church, not even connected yeah. with our church that have, yep. you know, on a video on social media, Facebook, like, Oh wow, I want to partner with you for that. Uh, Rick Maynard gave great testimony on Sunday of a lady who was yeah. watching one of our Facebook live videos and heard about the project and, uh, gave to that and, and the mercy mercy ships mercy people. ships yeah. Yeah. yeah so many people that have contributed that that are not part of our local church is it's really cool and, and it's inspiring but right. you know my thought today it, it, you know because it's like that project and it costs money uh, okay lord provide for it but am i you know am i really you know and this kelly stevens he's a deacon at our church have we since i've been here two years have we really taken a step of faith like really, I mean, I'm talking like we did when we got you. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and since then, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> oh, man. But you know that 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 have I really? You know what I'm saying? Like, because you yeah. again, these whether it be I just reading the Mercy Ships uh, book, starting to read the book the guy gave me about the testimony, mm-hmm. and you know this just common person uh, who's not a shipbuilder or ship navigator who's from Colorado in a landlocked state uh, years later is now the president of this ministry that sends a huge naval like ship around the world. That's faith. You know, those are faith stories to me. And, and we don't always, we have to be a little bit careful because that just, sometimes we just think it has to be this big, there's mighty men and women of faith that aren't, it's a different level or a different look. Uh, you know, than some big, huge, or, you know, it's like 
if you're not Billy Graham, then you're not really a man, woman or faith. That's not true. There's different giftings and callings and right. positions and places in the kingdom of God. But are, are we really take, taking a step of faith here? You know, some days I can wake up and be stressed out. Okay, we got the chairs, the carpet, oh, oh you know, like gotta have the provision. Uh, am I taking a step of faith? All that to say, Acts chapter six, verse five, enough about me. But uh, just this simple verse that really causes me to just kind of munch on it for a while says, this proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of holy and of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Also, Philip, Perconus, Nicanor, Timon, Par- Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. So, just that phrase: they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit, for the task to step out and to do the work of God. Right? That Stephen, man, that guy is full of faith and he sees full of spirit. I choose him. Amen. Amen. Isn't that cool? Because when I'm thinking about when when I was a kid and playing dodgeball, nobody ever chose me to be on their team. <laughs> so I just took it straight out of being spiritual into something silly. So that, that, but how cool is it that uh, you would be known for that? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that, it's it's out of his character is what people recognized that he was a man full of faith. Yeah, I think it's just awesome. Yeah, and, and then he went on to be martyred for his faith. Yep, and then is. Saul witnessed it witnessed to Saul as well, who would later become Paul. Yep. And I'm sure that had molded and shaped his faith as well. Oh, absolutely. So, and I can imagine, like, when he was called, I mean, he was a man of faith with the Holy Spirit. But I, I noticed that a lot of the trend when God calls you to do something, he's going to call you something that's going to be out of your comfort zone. Sure. So whatever he was called to do, I'm sure it was out, a little bit outside of his comfort yep. zone, what he was used to. So he had to take that step out, kind of almost like sticking your neck out a little bit, you know, for, for, for faith, for, for, no, for Jesus, you know, sticking your mm-hmm. neck out for Jesus in an area that you're not really comfortable in, but you're willing to be obedient and say yes to God, regardless of whatever he calls you to do. Amen. Yeah. So what is it? The question then to me kind of becomes, what does it mean to be a man full of faith? Like, how, how do I be that? What, what is a man full of faith? Because when I open up couple of my Bibles, there's no like two page commentary. You know, there's all these Bible notes for all the other verses, but on this one in my fire Bible, and there's no like, come on, give me some extra notation on this. Yeah. Like, what does it mean to be a man full of faith? I would say being a man full of faith is just basically, I take God for his word. I'm obedient. And, and I don't have to see every little detail, what God calls me to do. When God says, go like Abraham, he says, I want you to go to a far land that I will show you. But he doesn't tell you where that land is. doesn't tell you even how to, he just says, go. And I say, yes, Lord, I, I, I will do that. And I will just put my entire trust on you in that calling. So I'm my, my, my whole entire being is placed in your hands. And I'm just going to be obedient. And I'm going to trust your word, that your word is true. And that you, what you say is going to happen is going to happen. And I'm just, I'm just an open vessel. Use me. Yeah, that's good. So Hebrews 11, one says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And, and I think that when God gives us a vision, how much faith do we have to believe that he'll bring it to pass? You know what I mean? Like, like our, to use our church project for an example, like we've got a vision of what it's going to look like when it's done. And, and, and I believe that's that's God ordained. You know what I mean? Here's yeah. here's what's going to take place. Here's what's going to happen. How much faith do you have to believe me that I will provide for this project right. to make this happen? Or greater things. Maybe even somebody's health that's mm-hmm. going through cancer or something. You know, you know I mean, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, um, or, or 
for somebody that's believing to pay their utilities at the end of the month. I mean, how many tithing stories have we heard? Man, I was so afraid to tithe, but I did it in faith. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is what the word tells us to do. Do it in faith. And, and what did God say? I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you can't even contain. Amen. Right. And, 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 and I hear countless people say, man, I don't make mm. this much money a month, but yet I'm able to give this money. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. See, faith, faith to the human intellect doesn't make sense. It's, it's not common sense to us. It's right. like, this doesn't feel right, Lord. You know, but 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 that's that's where God meets us, man. I, I think it's it's really exciting. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I had a person uh, back about four, about five years, about five years ago, approach me and said they had cancer and asked me to pray for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm praying for the person. I'm praying for the person. Now so I'm believing right now that you're going to be healed from this cancer. Yep. But you know, my, it might it, for me and be honest with you. I, you know, I'm like, oh gosh, I hope I'm I hope I'm not. You know, I'm, you know inside you're like, I hope I'm not really saying the wrong thing. Or, yeah. But I was, I'm believing right now you have you are be free from the cancer. Right. Then must go by. Well, I, I'm having chemo. I'm still believing that you're going to be healed from the cancer. Yeah. And we kept going on, and, and she was she was healed, she was healed from the cancer. All right. And the word says if you have faith yeah. the size yeah. of a mustard seed. I mean, how big is a mustard seed? That's the size of a flea. <laughs> you ever seen a flea? How yeah. tiny that is. If you have faith that big, you can move mountains. Yeah. You know. So imagine if you had faith the size of two fleas yeah. <laughs> yeah. or two mustard seeds. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Well, and the Bible says that. Uh, uh, God has given us all a measure right. of faith. So there isn't anybody out there that doesn't have faith. He's given every, even you non-believers, he's given you a measure of mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, you, it's, I, I, I may be the only one that's like this. I, I don't know. But, you know, sometimes it's a whole lot easier for me to have faith for something you're going through. Oh, yeah. sure. You right. know, uh, <laughs> yeah. than, right. than, than me. Mm-hmm. I may have the same yeah. thing going on <clears throat> yeah. mm-hmm. but my faith may not be right, yes. right there for, for well i know god he can heal me i know he wants to heal me mm-hmm. you know but then the question in my mind is but does he does he is he going to yeah. heal me you know yeah. kind of thing but i can i can step out and believe big time for right. for somebody else and there's so i i definitely need some work on that measure of faith mm-hmm. in, in yes. my own life you know yeah. so well, let me give you a, let me just give you a quick example. I'll turn back over to you, Pastor. Um, so, like when I, when we were on vacation this past weekend up in Indiana, I stopped by my old workplace. I haven't been there in three or four years, and just stop in and say hi to everybody. And and not that I would ever consider moving back to that area, but it was very tempting, you know, because I knew that line of work very well. To step, you can just walk right back into that. You right. don't have to worry about God providing. <laughs> yeah. There's a, you know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a pay, you know what you're doing all the time. You can, you put your, all of your trust in yourself because yeah. I, I got this, yeah. you know, and, and you don't have to worry about believing God to meet all of your needs anymore. And there, that's, that's, that's huge. You know, yeah. when you can walk away from that and, yeah. and believe that, that where God is, is leading you, that he's going to take care of you. He is faithful. Yes. He mm-hmm. is faithful. Oh, that's a good word. So. Good word. Anyway. Amen. You know, to me, a man full of faith is someone who is willing to step out and obey God to do something that you do not have the ability to do. Right. That's yeah. what faith is. You know, because it's, again, I, you know, th- there's things that we can be like, well, we technically, we have the ability or monies or to do this. Sure. But I'm just believing you, Lord. I don't know that that's faith, you know, in one sense. And I always go back to the story. Uh, I, I really loved it when <coughs> Pastor Greg and I were at this conference a year or two back yeah. where it was a pastor talking about 
how he was pastoring this church and they were always in the grind of kind of week in and week out, mm-hmm. believe in God for finances for the church. And, you know, it was really a weekly trust thing, you know, right. and then they kind of got some momentum and he said they built up about a hundred thousand or so dollars uh, in the bank. And he said, uh, they were talking about you know doing some i don't know if it's remodeling or some type of project work and they're basically the pastor kept saying well we got a reserve we can do it we got a reserve we got a reserve and he just uh, and then he said one of his deacons called him later that night and re- kind of rebuked him it's like you know pastor you used to be such a man of faith you know just was believing and i feel like now you're getting comfortable you know and so they literally he said the story he said they literally he said he came back to that next board meeting and said i think we should give a hundred thousand dollars that we have the hundred thousand we have in reserve or extra we should give it all away and they came into agreement as that i I can only imagine as a pastor trying to pitch that to my board oh my goodness (laughs) as much as i love my existing board being like hey let's just give it all away i'm sure that'd be hard one but they came into agreement on that uh and and gave it away they gave it away to mission like two or three ministries and he said the next year or so i think it was the next year it was a very short period of time that they had a million dollars in the bank or you know and so it, it wasn't a pro it was intended to be a prosperity money story it was a story of obedience and of and faith mm-hmm. saying like you know what we 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 had been living that faith life yeah. we've been a church full of faith mm-hmm. and we kind of eased back not that we didn't you know what i'm saying like we started easing back we were comfortable yeah. and i just don't want to get there and i you know i think of our church and especially in covid 19 you know, covid 19 in this era of there's so many uncertainties mm-hmm. that that doesn't mean that we cease being people full of faith right that's right that's right sounds that's good and the holy spirit amen. praise god so man amen so what do we do we go back to the basics kelly stevens well i i'll just share just a little bit with y'all uh kind of what's been on my heart um here lately and i just can't really shake it so i i think it's a i know it's a word for me but maybe it's a word for somebody else out there today but uh uh, you you know, tried to ch- change your name and you couldn't shake it. <laughs> I couldn't shake Lakeley. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, this has been a hard year for a, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of and, and there's businesses and uh, all kinds of things that are just going under. And it would be easy to sit back and look at all the negativity. And, you mm-hmm. know, and, it, and generally that's what man does you know we we sit and we just look at the bad we look at the things that are negative and we just kind of uh dwell on it but really as a man of god we ought to be looking at this and saying there is a lot of opportunity out there to touch people's lives uh a lot of people to uh witness to and say what what kind of miracle are you needing in your life and let me help have some faith with you and and uh, let's watch what God's gonna do, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, today, I was I was just kind of pondering on on uh, God, and and uh, He brought to my mind uh, Vince Lombardi, and and talked. Uh, you know, I was just thinking about okay, he's he, Vince Lombardi is one of the most famous coaches ever, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, you know, he's always been very uh, very motivating, a winner. That, that kind of thing. But, you know, when you're struggling, when you're going through hard times, and, and I'm hoping I'm talking to somebody that's listening today, when you're, when you're struggling and really having a hard time, Vince Lombardi picked up a football and showed it to his team one time. 
And he's like, guys, we got to get back to the basics. <laughs> and he's holding this football. And he shows this football team. These are, these are college athletes, you know. Mm-hmm. And he shows them this football. And he says, this is a football. And so I'm talking to you Christians, maybe some of you guys that are really struggling today. I don't have a Bible with me, but if I could hold it up, I would say, this is the Bible. This is the good news. This is the gospel. And God inspired, uh, and he speaks to us. This is a letter that he's written to us for these hard times Mm -hmm. for us to get involved and develop a relationship uh, with with Jesus, uh, developing uh, a love for him. Uh, We've been singing a song here at church um, oh my goodness, I'm terrible at knowing the names, but, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but it's basically, uh, uh, forgive me, Lord, I'm, um, I'm oh, what is nothing that, else, nothing, nothing else yes. will do. Yeah. I just want you. Yes, I mean that that song mm-hmm. just it it's literally saying go back to the basics, yep. go back to that first time yeah. uh, you fell in love with me. You know, go back to that moment and. What you can do with that is have another launch, <laughs> another mm-hmm. another stepping out by faith and, and and just seeing what God will do. You know, we all need to do that. There's there's a reason why us guys that's been married for uh, a lot of years, <laughs> you know, and, and we, we say, uh, let's go out for a date night. There's a reason you do that, you yep. know, just to rekindle that that love for one another, that that relationship and strengthening that, there is a reason you go back to the basics. So much of the time we just get so busy and we're running and we're running and we're mm-hmm. doing we're doing our thing and uh, all of a sudden so many other things that are not important become the important yep. thing. Right. And it causes problems in our marriages, it causes problems in our relationship with Jesus, it causes problems with, with their, at too. work, you know, th- that kind of thing. And so I just I just feel like the church, somebody out there listening to me, uh, uh, Leckley uh, Sheppens, he needs Leckley. to listen. You know, he needs to listen and say, "I'm going back to the basics. I, I'm going back to the Word of God. I'm going back to prayer. I'm going back to meditating on the Lord and stepping out in faith." Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, that's yep. the core of revival, right there. I mean, revival is getting right back to the your first love, getting right back to the basics as a church, as a body of Christ, as the believer. You know, getting back in love with Jesus, your first love. You know, getting passionate about the Great Commission and, and doing what God calls you to do. Yeah, that's a good word. It's you know, it's uh, the beginnings of our faith. It was effortless in a sense, right? Yeah. I mean, the beginnings of our faith were trust in the Father. It's it's like a baby i mean think think of everything a baby a baby doesn't even think about food if it has a good father it doesn't even think about changing its clothes it doesn't uh, i mean it it is it is so reliant and trusting in the parent aka the father and mother that its life is effortless that we can say i wish i was and i do sometimes i look at a baby i'm like man to sleep and just you're totally cared for and there's no effort to living. And the, the beginnings of our faith were similar to that and that we weren't trying to work it out and hash it out and make it happen. And, you know, it was just trust in the Father. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this Sunday, and I, I could kick myself for not getting up and 
saying, Pastor, give me the microphone. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all had those moments mm-hmm. like we, and we feel like the Lord's telling us to, to say, say something. something. And, and my, my whole thing on Sunday uh, was I just felt like that uh, people were needing, <laughs> this is going to sound silly, but they were just needing that hug from, from their father. There are so many people yep. out there that have had rotten fathers. They, there are so many people out there that have a misunderstanding about mm-hmm. uh, a good father. And when you talk about a good father, their, their image is, a lot of times, is just totally mm-hmm. messed up. It's like, well, I don't want anything to do with the father that you're talking about. But I just felt like Sunday, there was at least one person there that I should have been strong enough to stand up and just say, you know what, if you'll come down here, God the Father is going to hug on you. And and what happens when 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 I was a kid, I you know, scraped knee, you know, injured ego, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, some, when when something when things didn't go your way. Yeah. The one thing that always seemed to help is knowing that I was going home to a to a dad that loved me and that uh, would make me feel safe again, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's that's uh, that's what God was wanting to do on Sunday. I'm sure that he did it without my, you know, knowing that I wasn't going to step up to the plate and, and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. He just like, well, I'll get out of the way. I'll take care of this then. So You had a Jonah moment and didn't obey. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect example right there. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Well, I, I hope it's said that the modern Christian dads, all four of us are men full of faith and the Holy Spirit. And if we are, what does that mean for you, Rob Vaughn? If I come down there and I get in the ring and I'm full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit, what are you going to do about that? Put yeah. a chair across your come back. Come on, probably. in your comments right now, I want to know what are you going to do about that? Yeah. Kelly Stevens has got my back. He's going to have the belt. I'll, I'll take any guy out with that belt. <laughs> yeah. Out where? Out to eat? <laughs> <laughs> to Whataburger. <laughs> Rockwall, Texas. Here we come. Here we go. I'm hyped up for it, Rob Vaughn. Hey, we're the Modern Christian Dads. Dudes talking news, sports, and God. Talk to you guys next time. Cheers. Modern Christian Dads. Season 2. We're about to explode. Just dudes talking news, sports, and God.